0: Welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club, and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And on today's episode, our topic is A Court of Mist and Fury, chapters 57 through 59. We're at war. The plot, (laughs) the plot is plotting. We are at war and I am ready. We
1: actually have some action for the first time in a long time.
0: Yeah, I feel so settled with their like Rhysand and Pharaoh's relationship. Like this was the exact moment for this to yeah. happen, like the perfect time. Yeah. So, because they could have easily had this happen, like while Pharaoh was moping about like whether or not she's okay being his mate or him keeping that information yeah. from her, but instead they had it nice and resolved, tied up in a bow. We all think everything's happy-go-lucky whatever and then bam hit us with the action
1: yeah sarah knows we can only handle being stressed about one thing at a time it either is relationship or war (laughs) and we can't do we can't take both
0: yeah this is true i'm super excited um but before we get into it, this is really like the first weekend in a while that I haven't seen. I
1: know. You. I know. I mean, I guess last weekend too, but it was like, I had just seen you, like, I would just been living with you for a week. So it was... Yeah. So no. Yeah.
0: So it felt... That's yeah. true. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I know. I miss you. So how are you? How was your weekend? I know. I missed you.
1: Um, my weekend was good. My weekend was good. Um, I... What did I do? Um, Thursday night, I went to this casual bar um, with some of my friends. Just got a few drinks. We watched the Women's World Cup. It was just, like, low-key chill. Um, Friday, Friday it was nice. Connor and I worked from home together, and then we walked to lunch together and, like, got sandwiches nearby, came home, um, worked some more, went on a walk around, like, at... at the lakefront with two of my girlfriends and then came back got ready for dinner did like a group dinner at this pizza place which was fun it was really good it was like bib gourmand which I a term I recently learned which is like not Michelin star but it's like highly rated but still cheap or like still affordable It's like a a different tier. Oh, okay. So it was really good. Um, And then we went to just another casual bar. We had had one of our friends visiting from New York. So hung out with him, his girlfriend. Um, Yeah, it was good. And then Saturday, I did a bunch of errands. Finally, like, got some boxes donated to Goodwill that I've been meaning to do. Um, So apartments, like, slowly coming together. When you get here, I still don't have a couch, but... (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's coming together that's
1: okay um and then Connor and two of my friends Allison and Emily who I'm sure will be on the podcast at some point we all went to like the park at the lakefront played spike ball and then it was so hot we all jumped in the lake and swam around so that was fun
0: oh my god I didn't even know you could swim in the lake from like the Chicago coast you know I didn't either I'd never been in before but we just like jumped off
1: the the, uh, jumped off the edge I think I think a lot of days if it's windy, the waves are kind of big because like obviously it's a huge lake, oh. but it was just like a nice day. So we, d- we jumped in. Other people were swimming around with little floaties and stuff.
0: So fun.
1: Um, and then I went to dinner in the West Loop, um, which my friends call the Whoop. So... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that. And then the South Loop is the Soup, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we went to dinner in the West Loop um, at this place called, place called Duck Duck Goat, which is... Chinese and oh my gosh it was so good I think I'm gonna take you and all the girls there when you're you're all here in October it was so good it was so good
0: oh yay
1: and then we went to this bar um that was playing like country music and I just danced my little heart out and then yeah I love
0: that it's so Um, rare that you find a bar playing country music especially I know Chicago
1: I know um so that was a that was a lovely. They they played Fast Car, Luke Combs version. It amazing. was amazing, yeah. And then today I've been like fully doing more unpacking, doing like MBA applications and stuff. It's been not fun, but but yeah, that was my weekend. It was good.
0: That, it really sounds great. Oh
1: wait, I forgot to tell. I do have a story though. Last night Ooh, ended. Okay. Last night ended so weirdly, so, um. At dinner and at the at the bar, it was just me and two of my other girlfriends. A lot of people were out of town, and so we did just like a little GNO girls' dinner, like you know, girls' night out. Um, but Connor had been in the West Loop for a hockey game, and he was- already
0: has a hockey team there.
1: Oh yeah, he set it up before he moved.
0: Yeah, what? <laughs>
1: yeah. So he had like a he had like a nine thirty p.m. game. So at like 11 he was like oh I'm done um I could come like grab a drink with you guys and then drive you all home and I was like that sounds lovely so he showed up at the bar he like bought us drinks or he bought no actually he just bought us like waters because like (laughs) by that point we needed (laughs) waters and there had been this man um who had been, like, standing near us, but, like, had not spoken to us the entire time we were there. I had noticed him, and I was like, why is this man just, like, standing by us for an hour and not saying any words? But regardless, Connor gets there and hands my friend Allison a drink, and this guy jumps in and goes, oh, is this your girl? Um, I've, I've been hanging out with her for the last 45 minutes. And Connor was like, what? And then just kind of, like, you know, ignored him. But then... He was standing there, like continuing. Yeah, but then he was standing there, continuing to, you know, talk to us, hang out with us, and out of nowhere, this guy freaking body slams him. He Connor. Connor. Yeah, this man, this random lurker, just body slams him, like to the ground. Not to the ground, but like so that he moved like three feet and like stumbled, because this man was like, he's like, you're making you're like making me and my friend look dumb. Like, like, what are you going to do about it? Like, let's go outside. It was crazy. I was like, what? Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. So I just grabbed him and then we like left. And then my other friends like grabbed them and left but it was the, I was like, what just happened? Like, that was literally it. Like, we did not speak to this man the entire time. He was just standing there watching us. And then when Connor came, got like violent with him. It was so weird. It was so so strange. It's like one,
0: it's like one, this is your boyfriend. Like he's not doing anything but existing. And then two, like, it's not like he, they were like, trying to slide it like it's not like they were doing anything no it was so crazy it was actually so crazy the only like thing
1: that had happened was my friend had hiccups and I guess this guy's friend because we were like trying to like do little things like scare her like hold her breath or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and this guy was like making jokes about her having hiccups or whatever and then I guess that was that weird lurker's friend but that was it. Like we, like the level of interaction was so low and like absolutely zero with the man who then just body slammed Connor. It was crazy.
0: That poor Connor. I know. (laughs) I know he was like, Whoa, man. Like I'm not (laughs) doing anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, hands up. Like, Whoa, I don't like, I have no idea what happened.
0: Um, (laughs) so that was a crazy ending to the night. Yeah. I guess that's what happens when you show up at the end of girls night. I was like, you know, classic girls night, just inciting
1: violence, men fighting over <laughs> us. You know, what you going to do?
0: <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Well, I had a much less eventful weekend. Well, what I, did um, tell me about your weekend? I can't even remember. <laughs> On Friday, John and I watched the next episode of the summer. I turned pretty.
1: I screamed at the end. Are you caught
0: up? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna, okay. Mm-hmm. Team Jeremiah all the way. <laughs> I I'm
1: lost. I don't know where I am anymore. But I screamed. I,
0: I think that um I think that when this episode comes out, the finale will have come out. Um because we're like just a little bit ahead now, but we're ta- we're referring to episode seven where uh, it ends with Belly and Jeremiah making out and Conrad walks up after his exam, which is in line with the books, by the way. Oh. So I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't as, um, like, shocked. I was more like, "Woohoo!"
1: <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked because the whole season, like, her and Conrad still very much obviously have a spark, and she had just been about to tell him that she had feelings,
0: no, she wasn't about to tell him she had feelings. She was about to tell him she had feelings for Jeremiah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was confusing. I know. That was the point. Yeah. Um, so I think like what you're confusing as the spark is the awkwardness that she just feels about feeling bad about how she acted at the uh, funeral. But she's really into Jeremiah right now
1: interesting thank you for clarifying because i was like that's pretty (laughs) whorish behavior to tell one brother you have feelings for him and then make out with the other brother the day after
0: yeah that would be bad they didn't do like maybe they'll clarify it like when she talks to conrad maybe it'll get clarified in the finale because i agree the way that they the way that they showed it on in the episode that's exactly what it makes you think yeah so um yeah, but I'm really excited just for the next episode. So that was fun. I love – John is, like, not a big TV show guy. So, like, when I find a show that he's into and we can watch together, I love it. Um, And it's funny that it's this That's one. That's the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is really funny. That is really funny. Um, honestly, I feel like if he gives any show a chance, he actually does get into it. He's just, like, he – likes to be able to consume everything in one sitting and know how it ends which is why he like doesn't like to start shows but anyway um Saturday I just like worked out did some chores and stuff got some work done and then John and I went to the Indians game so baseball fun. game um they so one of john's high school friends her little brother is actually a pitcher for the indians so we got to go for free and like sit in the family section which is like really good seats and the game we were like winning the whole time and then he our the guy that we know got put in like in the eighth inning maybe seventh inning um and literally it got so sketchy for a second like he I hate to say this on the pod, but he like kind of almost lost the game for them. But then he also saved it. So like he threw a strikeout to like end the game. So, um, so it was, it was, it got like intense and good at the end, but the best part about it for me personally was that our section well, a guy in our section like won a game that they do in between innings. And so our whole section got free passes to the drive in movie theater. <laughs> Wait, that's exciting. I know. I, I'm actually like really excited about it. I used to grow up going to a lake house. It was like in a really small town in New York and it had I didn't have a lot to do there at night and except for like this drive-in movie theater so it's like very nostalgic for me I've been so many times and I haven't been in years so um I'm really excited and the old man who was like passing him out like John went up to talk to him to try to get some tickets and he gave us like three so we're and they don't expire so we're gonna be spending the rest of the summer at the drive-in movies mm-hmm. that's so like wholesome. Yeah. And cute. Yeah, I'm so excited. He was like, it was like classic old man behavior. He was like, you're going to take this lady to the drive-in, right? You're going to take care of her. And, I was Aww. Like, and John's like, yep, yeah, I will.
1: That's like a moment was from fun. like
0: Greece. I know. That's what it reminds me of. I know, it's funny. But yeah, it was a good well, weekend. I mostly just did chores and worked, but it had some little peaks in there.
1: Well, I'm glad you had a good weekend. I'm also glad I don't have to go one more weekend without seeing you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. John and I are headed up to Chicago. We're going to the BMW championship. It's a golf tournament playoffs of the FedEx cup. It's only like the top 50 or 60 guys or something. So, and I, I had gotten him tickets for his birthday and I got tickets to like, um, his hospitality suite where it has like all these food and drinks so I'm like so excited it'll be so Um, fun it's
1: supposed to be really nice next weekend too
0: I know and not to like keep dragging out the intro I'll probably kind of I'll tell the story a little bit more like recapping next weekend but John and I met working a golf tournament and um I've worked a few tournaments and so has he but neither of us have ever like attended a golf tournament and been like a patron there that like gets to walk around so I'm really excited oh I didn't realize
1: that that's so cute
0: yeah I'm I'm excited um so yeah and then Izzy is Izzy and Connor are gracious enough to let us crash at their place um while we're up there so well, Connor guess- won't be
1: here, so just Izzy.
0: <laughs> so Izzy was gracious enough. Okay, I was, like, trying to include him to be nice, but...
1: He's abandoned me for Wyoming, <laughs> so... <laughs> um,
0: But, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you in person. It's going to
1: be so fun. Okay, yeah, L- I'll... I'll think through what we should do. I think we, sh- we should do something funny the Friday night or Saturday night, even if we don't go like out, out before your golf days, but we should do something fun. So I'll noodle yeah. on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, um, Saturday night, like I don't, I gotta wait till the tea times come out because there's only like 60 guys. So if they start early, like it really shouldn't end that late. Um, oh, okay. so we'll see. I'll keep you posted once they like release that stuff, but we could probably do like a late dinner or just like drinks at like eight or something. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I can't Not- wait. Not us making like making the plans right on the pod right now, but okay. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the chapters. Um, cause otherwise we'll just like spend the entire evening catching up.
1: Ch- chatting. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. So getting into the chapters, we had left off on some very, very important revelations and events with Feyre and Rhys mating and then coming back to Valeris. So we pick off, pick up in chapter 57 with Feyre and Rhys and the squad heading to the human world to meet with the queens again. And it really starts like right in the thick of it with the queens just showing up at Pharaoh's old house with Nesta and Elaine all there, like the whole squad's there. Um, But this time, just two of the queens showed up. And it starts to get very contentious right away. Because
0: the queens are very sassy like I feel like more so than the first time like I feel like everyone had like a lot of respect being Mm -hmm. shown at the first visit I mean to a certain extent but they came in guns blazing
1: yeah yeah like last time I think the group was trying to observe like protocol and Mm -hmm. you know go about things the right way and this time it's just like It's just tense, (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) from the get go. Because Reese greets them and thanks them for coming, and then the younger queen sees Reese and Feyre holding hands and is like, "Well, I see you two are together now." And Feyre tries to say, "You know, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Cauldron let us find each other on the eve of war, returning between our two peoples." And the queens are like nope, you're Faye, there's your people and there's our people, don't get that confused. And so already off on a contentious note. And then they ask for the proof from Moore. But in one last ditch effort to not give them the information on Valeris, Feyre tries to say, doesn't the fact that I love Reese, doesn't that... Hold any weight or like prove good intentions? Doesn't the fact that my sisters, who are humans, are sitting here and cooperating and are allied with us, (laughs) allied with us? I don't know why I said it like that. Doesn't that prove that humans and Fae can get along? And the queens are basically like, it proves that they are idiots. And that's all.
0: Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Like, that it's just ironic that they would say that they're like, it proves that they're idiots. I'm like, you're proving you're an idiot by saying that.
1: Totally. Also, We've drawn out this book so much. It feels like we haven't seen Nesta in a while. And you know what? I kind of missed her. You did? (laughs) It's fun when we have a common enemy with Nesta because she's so abrasive towards them. You know, you're like, yeah, Nesta, get them.
0: It's nice to like root on her crazy behavior.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's it's fun when Nesta attacks people we don't like. Not so much fun when she's like (laughs) bullying Feyre. Feyre. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So more steps forward to show the truth of Valeris and Farrah's like internally, no, no, hate this, hate this so much. But Reese is reminding her in their minds, you know, war is sacrifice. If we don't gamble on this, we risk losing all of Prithian. So it's a risk we have to take, basically. So
0: what were you going to say? A risk? They shouldn't have taken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> so Moore brings out the orb and Reese tells the Queens that there's a city of peace in his lands. The orb is showing like the aerial view of Valeris, like basically if Reese was flying with a little GoPro over the city, <laughs> like what it would look like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i imagine that's like what he really did
1: i think it must be (laughs) there's a little cameraman in his free time it's really asriel honestly yeah let's be
0: real yeah
1: it's definitely asriel and it just shows all the happy people and through like the magic of the orb it's truth-telling powers you can feel that the city is a place of love peace protection you know where people are thriving and then Reese says, this is what I've been keeping a secret for 5,000 years. And this is why those rumors about me exist. Why I put on this facade. This is how I protect this city. And all the queens say is your trust is appreciated and we will consider.
0: The way that they say it, though, it, it, like I still read it as they were like shocked by this. Like, yeah. like, they were, like, wide-eyed, staring, like, oh, my God. And they were, like, your, your trust is appreciated. Like, they, like, just can't believe that he showed them this and that this exists.
1: Yeah. And in,
0: in this, this moment...
1: moment oh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're so in tune.
0: <laughs> in this moment, I really thought, like it won them over that like maybe they weren't going to give the book right then, but they were going to come around.
1: Yeah. in this moment, it feels like there's a chance, but the issue is they're, they're needing to like digest it. Only two of them saw it. And then they have to go back to the other four and they're gonna, they're basically saying they're going to go deliberate. And it's like what the, what the squad says next, like, do you not understand the risks we're facing you don't have time we don't have the luxury for you to like go and deliberate and like think this through like we need a decision like you need to actually act on something and we just yeah. gave you this huge, huge piece of information actually do something with it
0: yeah I um, I I thought that like two of them showed up I thought that they would give the book with the proof I mean I didn't actually think that would happen but based on their reaction I was like oh like these two are definitely gonna give them the book. But then when they said that they have to, like, go tell the other queens, I'm like, that's four people who they have to, like, convey this to without having seen it. Like, there's no way. One, there's no way they ever convince them. And then two, there really isn't, like, time for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the other four are going to be like, oh, did Reese mind trick you?
1: Like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's just a big waste of time, basically. And the squad's frustrated and vocalizing that. And then the queens get all defensive and they're like, did you really think we'd be so moved by this and by your letters that we would just hand it over on the spot? And then it's like, what letters? But then they pull out a piece of paper and read from it. And it says, it's a letter from Reese and it says, I write to you, not as a high Lord, but as a male in love with a woman who was once human. I write to you to beg you to act quickly, to save her people, to help save my own. I write to you so one day we might know true peace. So I might one day be able to live in a world where the woman I love may visit her family without fear or hatred or reprisal. And Reese had written this weeks ago before he and Feyre even mated.
0: I mean, he was mated with her. He was mated with her.
1: She just wasn't mated with him. So I think in her mind, she's like heart eyes because it's like so nice to hear about how he was, you know, in the background, like planning their future. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Planning their future together and like seeing her and like, oh, just just love that. Love that. (laughs) Feyre, though, she's like. She's like, it's a love letter, and I was like, it's not a, it's not to you though. It's just, it's still like to help you, help your team get the book. It's not a love letter.
0: She is so like, she has her moments of just being like, just like classic stereotypical girl where she's just like blinded by the love. You know what I mean? Like in that moment yeah. where she's like oh, my God, you really think that about me? Like, she has those moments, and it's so funny.
1: Yeah, it is funny. And relatable. Um,
0: And relatable.
1: And relatable. Sadly, you know, the queens weren't as won over by this proclamation of love. The old queen is like, how do we know you're not still manipulating us? And at this point, it's like, okay, nothing they do is ever going to... Win them over. There's right. at this point it's like there's there's no hope. The the team's done so much, and if the queens are still throwing the, you know manipulation around, they just they just aren't ever gonna do anything. They really aren't. Yeah. And and so Nesta says that's the talk of arrogant, stupid fools. And then she to the queens just goes, give them the book. <laughs> and the queens are just like no
0: <laughs> <laughs> i literally wrote i was like i knew those stupid queens were trash yeah and i love
1: i respect nesta's last ditch efforts to just like leverage her commanding presence into yeah, she's thinking literally she just, could just ask for it
0: <laughs> just get them the book like give just me give a them break. the book. yeah <laughs> It just sucks
1: after all they did like you know how nervous Reese must have been to hand that information over and the queens don't even care. They just dismiss it you know. Mm -hmm. And Nesta even begs which is so not Nesta. She says please do not leave us to face this alone. But the queens still don't say anything. You know Nesta makes a plea about all the innocent people that are being left vulnerable. The queens don't care. And then Cassian gets up and goes to Nesta and he officially declares to Nesta that he will defend her people, that he won't let them, you know, just be helpless. He's going to he's going to take a stand in the human lands and, uh, you know, give protection. And a tear runs down Nesta's face and Cassian wipes it away.
0: OK. So I, I know. So spoiler alert, if you know whatever, if you haven't read the rest of the series, but I know it's them, right? Like when it switches points of view, like I know it goes to Nesta and Cassian and that they're going to be together because of the two like tiny spoilers I've heard. The the first one where it was the Nessian. Like, now mm-hmm. I know, now I know whose names it is. And, too, when I heard that TikTok where it, like, was the audiobook and it said Nesta. So, I know it's going to be them, but I'd like to think that if I didn't know that, I would have guessed it right here. I would have made the <laughs> prediction right here that they end up together. That's so, so i am claiming it i feel like she made it fairly obvious right here but i also know and later in these chapters um when favorite talks to him about it but so i'm just putting that out there that like i think i would have got this prediction
1: i think you would have too i have to say I'm so much less stressed now. I can just go through life not being stressed about you seeing spoilers because even those kind of spoilers, like, I don't really care that you know. The main things <laughs> that I cared, the main things that I cared that you didn't find out are behind us mm-hmm. about, you know, Feyre and Reese and mating and all that stuff. So there's very few things that, that I still feel like I can't say and i'm okay that that you um ha- saw those things well how do you feel about that perspective shifting for the later books like how are you feeling about it
0: um assuming it's from nesta's point of view i'm kind of excited because i really just like i need i need to um i'm interested to see how the author like, gives Nesta's inner dialogue to make her, like, likable and someone you can kind of sympathize with. So, I mean, it took me... It was a hurdle for me to, like, Feyre. So... (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see how it goes with Nesta. Oh,
1: I'm so curious to hear your thoughts on the fifth book. I actually have so much to say. Um... I actually have so much to say on that book. That's actually gonna be really fun to recap. I can't wait. I think you'll have really strong feelings, maybe positive and negative throughout. So it'll be it'll be good.
0: I w I do say my feel I would say my feelings are generally strong when I have them. So I can only imagine how they'll be about Nesta.
1: Yeah, I think even more so. Once I figure out how to get past all the sex in that book and talk about it. <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun to recap. Um but okay, so so Cassie and Nesta, you know, had their moment, which is everyone's shocked that she that he would even like reach out to brush away a tear. That's so bold of him. I know. And it's Nesta. And she let him touch her. That's kind of Yeah, crazy. so
0: like my prediction since i like already know they kind of get together my prediction is that he's feeling the mating bond like the way that reese felt before pharaoh was paying it could click into place i feel like they're they're supposed to mate maybe you know maybe I've missed making predictions. I haven't made any in a while. And like your reaction is just always hilarious because you give me nothing. <laughs> there hasn't
1: been as much that I can't tell you. Like we've, we've really, we've learned most of it. Um, mm-hmm. So. Except for like know. the
0: plot plot now, like the war. Yeah. Yeah. My prediction so guess- is that the inner circle comes out on top
1: okay Happy ending.
0: <laughs> 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 okay all right let's go continue
1: um okay i'll finish this chapter but then i have a question about predictions that you might have since we're talking about it but okay so so nest is crying pleading has no effect on the queen's l- last last ditch effort more is like, do you want money? Like, what? What do you want? <laughs> and they're like, no, we don't want money. And and they just say they're going to return to deliberate. And more is like, you already know that you're going to say no. And they just smirk at her and vanish. Ugh. Ugh. Exactly. At this, at this, we have a moment of rage. Feyre has a moment of rage. Because they just gave them such valuable, intimate information. And the, they're going to just smirk and leave and just not have any urgency. It's so frustrating. Like, when people don't have urgency, it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's Yes. So, Farah's is, like, Feyre super pissed. She's almost even pissed at Reese. She's like, why didn't he do more? Why did he just let them leave like that? But then she looks at Reese and he's looking at the chair where the younger queen had been sitting. And there's a box there box.
0: I was shocked. I was so shocked. Because I feel like when we first met the queens, the golden queen wasn't that much of a bitch. Like I felt like she was kind of like the nicest one. But then this scene she was like being extra bitchy and I was like, "Girl, what? Are you what? Like I was so annoyed with them. I was so frustrated. And when, when we saw that she left the book, I was shocked. I did not expect that.
1: She, like Reese, you know, can put on a, a good show. It's got a, a mask in place because she was being extra bitchy. And then she's the one we learn who left this here for them.
0: Yeah. So she leaves a note. She left a note with it.
1: Yeah, the note says, I read your letter and the, about the woman you love. I believe you, and I believe in peace. I believe in a better world. If anyone asks you, you stole this during the meeting. Do not trust the others. The sixth queen was not ill.
0: Okay, so reminder is that the first time they met, all the queens came except for one. They said she was ill. I'm like, who is the sixth queen? I, I feel like she's going to be like the Amarantha of this war. I wrote down something crazy. I put, is it Amran? Like, I don't know why I still don't trust her.
1: <laughs> Amran just continues to raise question marks in your brain.
0: I know, but she's like still like in my top characters, even though she hasn't like been around lately. Like, I still love her, but like, I don't know. I just, I, I can't trust her.
1: Is it amrin wow, That's funny. Um, Yeah. Where, so do you have a, a thought as to where the sixth queen might be? Do you think she's an evil one working with Hybern or something?
0: Yeah, for sure. She's definitely bad. She's, I think there, I think it's a real possibility that she is Faye or something, or she's from some other world or she's definitely evil. Um, And I think she's going to be like a key enemy in the war.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Very ominous. But, you know, right now they have the book. They have the freaking book. And that is a big, big, big win. And the younger queen is on their side. So that's good.
0: Yeah. Not for
1: long, but <laughs> at this moment, it's good.
0: Yeah, I had, I had hope with that in chapter yeah. 57.
1: So finally, the plan that we've been talking about since really the beginning of this book, like Reese's master plan to get this book, finally is in mm-hmm. motion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 600 pages in, finally, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. War is now officially afoot. They can actually do something.
0: Yeah, but it's good that it took that long because they had to work out their relationship shit. They, yeah. Feyre needed to train and like know how to use yeah. her powers, like all that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I wonder how they're going to do this in the TV show if they're going to make this book like two whole seasons. This can't be one season. You know.
0: I honestly feel like they're going to skip a lot. <sighs> But then it just takes away the magic
1: of the book. Like, to your point, the the one great thing about this book is it walks you through every stage of her, like, leaving Tamlin, getting to the night court, training, healing, getting over Tamlin, starting to, like, Reese, starting to realize she loves Reese. Like, all that stuff is, like, walked through and it's all done so well. So if you just skip over that part, it's just not going to feel as authentic.
0: No, I totally agree. But, like, unless... Unless the weaver, like, shows up again, they're gonna cut that. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it shows up again, but like that's like a scene that they would cut. You know what I mean? Like I definitely think they're gonna cut some of the the build a little bit. Yeah. Which I mean, is unfortunate. Yeah. But I mean unless They'll they like to. really want to oh my God, so much has happened. I forgot about the summer court. Like there's so much like They really could drag it out, you know what I mean? Especially, they could kind of test out what they should do based on how well the first season with the first book goes. You know what I mean? Like, once they see that, like, everyone loves it, then they could just really drag it out, you know? And just capture all the details. But I have a feeling they're going to cut
1: a lot. Isn't it crazy that in this same book, Pharaoh was getting married to Tamlin?
0: It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) we've come so far like so many like the scene like remember when they went to the bone carver like what they're gonna cut that you know but you know
1: I I was just gonna say Hulu needs to get us involved we so intimately know this book and know what needs to be in there they need to get us involved
0: totally totally I could I could map this out and I could actually I think find some scenes that we could cut like if they because I know tv shows and stuff like they in the adaptions they've got to cut some stuff like I could find things that they could cut that are that still honor the story you know what I mean
1: well that's a fun exercise what would you cut
0: I don't know yet but like if I had to sit down <laughs> and really do it I could yeah you know I mean?
1: yeah I mean some of the stuff like her learning to read that can be just like you know a montage of her training with Reese or whatever like um, her like pining around the spring court.
0: I yeah. I want to make it clear that I don't think anything should be cut, but I think that like I'm not saying there was parts we could have just skipped in this book. I think like every step like really show makes her falling in love with Reese realistic, makes her healing realistic. Like I really, I think every page is necessary. But I'm just saying if they wanted to hire me, like I would be a great consult.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: <laughs> you as well.
1: Let's put let's spread the word. We're available.
0: We are available.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so back to the book. <laughs> oh yeah. So so they have the book, you know. Celebration's very short-lived because they gotta get moving. Reese gives Nesta and Elaine the choice to stay in the human lands with a unit of guards or to come back with them to Faye lands to valeris and nesta's like it's elaine's choice which is very big of her because you know nesta does not want to go live with Fay. and elaine says she can't leave because let's not forget she's still engaged she has a fiance still that yeah. random man who hates Faye.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so she wants to stay So Nesta will be with her and Reese tells them there will be centuries here for you. Should you change your minds? One will be waiting in this room every day at noon and at midnight for you to speak. My home is your home. Its doors are always open to you. And then the last line of the chapter is Nesta looked between Reese and Cassian. Then to me despair still paled her face, but she bowed her head and said to me, that was why you painted stars on your drawer
0: dude i i literally wrote why are the last lines of every chapter so good like so good also it just makes nesta seem so fucking deep like you know like it makes her so so much more of a complex character when she says some shit like that you know
1: nesta might be the most complex character you (laughs) never know what she's about to do you really never do
0: that is true that is true I like that and also I was like does she know that they're mated or or were destined to be together then like I didn't even think she would know what mating means but like she clearly is like coming around to the idea that like this was Feyre's destiny yeah
1: yeah she's very um perceptive and she has moments where she like shows her thoughtfulness and how much she does pay attention to other people yeah, and like what they're doing and what they care about. So, yeah. And it's, so she's very, she's very confusing. Um, but you know, well, how do you feel about Nesta these days?
0: I mean, no, I don't really have any like active thoughts to be honest. Like I'm just like, yeah, she's, she's a fiery one. (laughs) yeah so my
1: next question is obviously we read chapter 58 and 59 so we know what happens Mm -hmm. but coming out of this chapter did you have any thoughts or predictions on what the team was going to do next what the queens were going to do next if this information about Valerius was going to come back and bite them in the ass like what did you think
0: to be honest and I'm ashamed to say this but the idea that the sharing of the knowledge of boleros was going to come back to bite them did not even cross my mind but boy did it come quick
1: (laughs) it came so quick
0: i was absolutely like i was shocked i was like those little motherfucking queens we're so quick that just means that they've been in cahoots not that they like reached out to hibern as a result of their meeting to like like okay i could see a world where they were scared after the meeting with reese about this war and they were like you know what maybe we need to align ourselves with hibern like because they think he would be like more powerful or something or like to be on the side that wins or like to not get blown up to be on the enemy side. Yeah. And I could see that happening. And so in order to get on their side, they like went to the King of Hybern and were like, we know about Valeris. Like, listen to this. This is their weak point. I could totally see that. But with how fucking quick this shit happened... I was like, they've been in cahoots. They have been in cahoots like for a long time. Like they literally left that meeting and went and told the king of Hibern. Is the sixth queen the king of (laughs) Hibern?
1: That is so funny. The queen <laughs> of Hibern.
0: <laughs> <The queen> of- <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's get into the chapter cuz so people know. Wait, what can I ask?
1: About. Can I ask one more question though? Yeah. What do you think would be the human queen's motive to be aligned with Hibern given his motives?
0: Um so, I don't know if we have a complete picture of what his motives are. Like, is his motive that he just wants humans to be slaves again? Like, because I think it's probably bigger than that. I think it's, like, he wants to rule everything. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like the queens could be, like, if we have a relationship with Hyber and were more likely to like not get shit on kind of like how Reese like made friends kind of with Amarantha you know what I mean because if he is in quote-unquote cahoots with Amarantha then like he's his people are like less likely to be hurt you know yeah that makes sense and so I don't think, like, I feel like, so maybe the queens are, like, al- trying to align themselves with Hybern just to, like, minimize damage, maybe? Like, let him take over Prithian and, like, the human realms within Prithian to kind of, like, hopefully minimize the damage to the continent or something? No, that makes sense. But, um, so that's my guess, but I don't know.
1: Well, let's get into a little bit more because we're talking a lot about the the aftermath, but we have two full chapters of action yep so chapter fifty eight picks up with the squad going back to Valeris, and they immediately give the second half of the book to Amran, you know potentially the sixth queen and <laughs> <laughs> and and they wait. <laughs>
0: You know she and- did fight against the attack though so i was like all right she does. <laughs> I thought about she not does. actually saying that um once i read in 58 that she was like fighting against the hybrid troops or whatever um but i was like i'll be authentic this is actually a thought that came to mind when i read 57 <laughs> thank you for
1: sharing with us sadie thank you for sharing <laughs> So yeah, they give the book to Amaran and they wait. But two days go by, no progress has been made. No other word about anything comes from anyone. Reese is gone doing business things, and while he's gone, Cassian and Azrael like keep coming over to the house, to the townhouse with Feyre, and like hanging out, having dinner, opening wine, and Feyre like, "Hang on, I think they're they're just." taking it upon themselves to like monitor me and my safety while Reese is gone, Mm -hmm. which irritates Feyre, but I think is nice. Yeah. Just friends hanging out. It's like their (laughs) instincts also to, for them to protect her. And that's cute. I think, you know?
0: Yeah. I also feel like they probably, you know, for a while now felt like there was a big secret. That they, like, couldn't kind of show, like, their instincts were to protect her. They know this big thing about her, but they couldn't really say anything. Yeah. And so I feel like now that secret's out of the bag, they can, like, they feel like they can finally relax around her and hang out and also protect like they want to.
1: Yeah, she, like, writes this whole note to Reese, like, how do I set boundaries with them? I'm like, they're just hanging out, you know? They're not doing anything. They're not telling you where you can and can't go. They're just having wine. Let them live. Let them live.
0: (laughs) You're just so funny right now, like, leaned back, lounged in this (laughs) chair, and you're, like, flailing your hands around, like, let (laughs) them live. As if you've had two glasses of wine yourself. (laughs) I'm completely sober.
1: I'm just happy in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> this chair brings out a more casual side of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. So the next day, Feyre and Cassian are having a nice little day in Valeris. They go to the symphony. They go for a little walk after <laughs> just chatting. Was so it was so random. And... They're on this bridge over the river and Feyre thanks him for what he promised Nesta. And he's like, oh, you know, would have done it for anyone. And then Feyre's like, I know Nesta has this wall up and she would, she will never be someone who's all warm and open, but the few people she does care for she would shred the world apart for them and she will never forget that you offered to defend Elaine and the rest of the human realm.
0: Which I'm almost like,
1: like, (laughs) Cassian's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I almost feel like Feyre is seeing the vibes and is like,
0: oh yeah, she is like wing womaning her sister. She's such a little meddler. Like, just like with more and like she just loves to like meddle.
1: She does. She like needs to know the inner workings of everyone's thoughts all the time and how they feel about
0: each the other. other people they're
1: yeah. interested in. Yeah, and she probably yeah. loves
0: the idea of like having more of her f- her her real family like a part of her life. And like if if Nesta was with Cassie and like it, she'd be around.
1: Nesta, though, this like in this moment I'm like, Phhararah, do you want Nesta around all the time? Like
0: Cassian's nice.
1: Nesta isn't very nice.
0: <laughs> she still loves her though. yeah, she and does. I feel like fayra has a different mindset about her sisters now, one after they like helped them with the queens. and two, just because like Pharaoh's a different person. like she's more confident. she's in a re- good relationship like, she's strong she's powerful like i feel like nesta still obviously gets under her skin but she's like a very much different person now and she can just kind of like brush shit off easier because she's confident you know
1: yeah for sure for sure um you know nesta doesn't deserve her favor's out here just doing the most you know looking out for her <laughs> love life so they're having this conversation and all of a sudden Feyre feels a tremor like a little ripple in the ground beneath them and Cassian quickly is like what is that quickly goes on high alert armor comes on siphons are out and they're looking at the sky but it's a clear you know blue sky nice day don't see anything and then Pharaoh can feel the river beneath them continuing to ripple, and she realizes something's coming at them from the sea. And then they look to the horizon and they see just black. And the blackness is a swarm, a swarm of creatures flying towards them. Creatures that are all like the adder.
0: Ugh. Gross.
1: So gross. And so quick after giving this information to your point, like this huge ass army is now descending on Valeris, this peaceful, peaceful city that's lived in safety for like five thousand years. These people don't have defense mechanisms. Probably they don't. They are. They don't know how to defend themselves.
0: Literally, one of my notes is: This is devastating. Like it is yeah. so sad, and I feel like I didn't really i'm like really jumping ahead of my thoughts about it but like i never really like cared that much about Valeris. like obviously they like build it up they're like this super precious thing like blah, blah, blah. in my head i was like bring the queens there who cares you need the book you know like <laughs> <laughs> have them stay over wine and dine them but um i didn't really like care but maybe deep down I did because during this whole chapter I was just like distraught like I was like this is so devastating this beautiful city just like being completely destroyed
1: yeah I think you almost take it for granted in this book that Feyre has this place where she's completely safe Yeah, it feels really good after the first book where she's always unsafe, but then you kind of just get used to the fact that there's a city and it's just like it's it's like a normal city. Like she's not actively in danger all the time, but it really is the only place in Prythian that's not. It feels like constantly in at risk uh, under attack or at risk of yeah. Like it's it's completely safe and secret. And now all of that work that Reese has done, all the sacrifices he's made completely moot yep and that sucks yep yeah so people start screaming Cassian tells Feyre you know go back to the house and she's like I most certainly will not Cassian throws up a shield towards where the adders are coming but they quickly you know poke holes in it come through and then it's just full-on battle And then something really disturbing happens.
0: Four pages where it's just like Feyre observing everything happening, and I was like, "Do something! Stop just watching Cassian! Like, do something!" And I know that, like, for purposes of the book, they need to do that so to like set the stage of like what's happening, so that you know. And obviously, our lens is Feyre, but I was like, "Feyre, quit just looking around in shock. I need you to act."
1: Yeah, she's just talking about Cassian doing stuff, Asriel doing stuff, and she's just standing there. Um, I, ha- I had the same reaction. So she's observing Cassian start to go into action mode. She's observing the chaos around her, people like running, screaming, all the adders starting to fly in, and then something really gross and unsettling happens. Feyre hears a thud, and she sees the adders had brought the queen who had helped the, them, the young the golden, golden one. Queen. Yeah. And they I got so scared her. for a
0: second because they said golden hair. Like before she realized who it was, she just saw the golden hair and I was so afraid it was more. Yeah. I was so scared. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Yeah, they impale her on a lamp post and it's so descriptive it's like her body was still twitching from the impact like not fully dead yet just like twitching there on the lamppost before she dies and the adder is like regards from the mortal queens and jurian
0: yeah what the fuck (laughs) how is he already alive
1: so that is something that's really glossed over. Favor doesn't even react to that, but um, yeah, regards from Jurian.
0: And it's like they're saying regards from the Queens and Jurian, but then it's like the Adders saying that, who are like from the King of Hybern So it's like they're obviously working together. Yeah, and the Golden Queen like betrayed them or something, and so that's why she's dead.
1: Yeah, the Golden Queen. They must have obviously figured out the golden queen gave them the book and killed her in front of Feyre and yeah, just descended on Valeris to attack. It's really bad. And the adder that says that is like the adder. It gets confusing, but like the
0: adder, Feyre's adder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote, I knew they should have killed that bitch ass adder right like when it right? snatched her and like at uh reese and Azrael just tortured it and then just like let it try to make it back i'm like why would yeah. you not kill it like why remember when you said the adder is just a
1: little bitch
0: <laughs> it is a little bitch and this just proves it again i said it again yeah. they should have killed that bitch ass adder how many times yeah you they bitch in the past 20 seconds
1: but then Feyre wouldn't have had her shining moment here.
0: This is um, true. <laughs> they had to save and it also, for, for this big moment.
1: And also seeing the Adder is what kind of snaps her out of her haze a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because the Adder takes off towards the theater district, which is where Feyre and Cassian just were you know, at their symphony. And around Feyre, holes are continuing to be punched through Cassian's shield and all these soldiers from Highburn are coming in it's described as like thousands i mean it's enough to create like a black haze so there's a Mm. lot a lot of soldiers and adders and creatures i don't know and they're breaking into buildings they're dragging people out they're killing citizens of valeris it's just so sad it's so sad
0: it really is
1: you know what i picture what the scene in the first Pirates of the of the Caribbean, when the city goes to Keira Knightley's little town and the, all the pirates come on shore and just are, like, dragging people out of their homes and, like, killing people oh, and, yeah. like, pillaging.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, way worse. Way worse, yeah. Because it's these, like, nasty creatures.
1: Yeah, I mean, those pirates were were those creepy ghosts. That's true. That's true. That scene actually really scared me when I was younger. <laughs> um. so yeah so the adder takes off t- towards the theater district Cassian and Asriel are both in the sky at this point just absolutely demolishing like waves of the soldiers and then the pharaoh sees that a lot of the adders have converged in the rainbow of Valeris and she describes it as being bathed in blood
0: yeah that's disgusting.
1: Yeah. And Pharaoh is like, God, like, where is Reese? We need Reese. He's still not here. But then Amrin shows up. We finally get to see her in action. And she's just pointing at people. And once she points at someone, they just die. It's literally, cool.
0: I'm picturing like lasers coming out of her eyes and the tips of her <laughs> fingers and so just being like, pew, 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 pew.
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> that's funny it's cool amarin's cool she is um it's nice to have her back so it is nice to have her back it's nice to have her unleashed because she's been mm-hmm. described as so powerful it's nice to to see her you know in her element
0: totally so
1: Farah's like where do i go what do i do there's so much chaos she doesn't know you know where she should focus her her powers but then she hears a woman scream from the artist quarter, and she's she's like, "I found my path. I know what to do." It it sets that thing off in her where she just can do anything. <laughs> yeah, um, she's like things she just hasn't done before. She's just winnowing and winnowing towards the artist quarter. She kills like six soldiers just upon landing there, and then. She does my favorite thing that yeah, I think she sick. does of all time. She summons water from the river and forms them into like into wolves, which really is her specialty. She's always you know making things out of water.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah, and I
1: always thought that that is so not useful, but it actually is.
0: It In actually is. It useful. is- It also makes me think that, like, maybe Tarquin's, like, super fucking powerful and, like, we haven't really seen. Because besides, like, her Night Court energy, like, like, the water, she's so good with it. And it, like, she uses it all the time. And I'm, like, and she felt so, like, bonded with him when she saw him. Like, I really feel like Tarquin is, like, second to Reese, you know, in terms of power.
1: I mean, Feyre's only intentionally used her night court powers, her summer court powers with the water. She's always, always using water. And then she's kinda used her spring court powers with the shape shifting. But that's really it intentionally.
0: Yeah, she's that like her body's glowed but that was unintentionally. She uses ice here
1: she uses ice here great point great point that's why the water is so useful this is Mm -hmm. actually so smart of her
0: yeah so she's she
1: makes the little water wolves and at first you're like okay what well they're not real wolves like what's the what's the point but the water wolves chase down the soldiers and drown them like shove water in their nose and mouths and drown them on land
0: which is crazy.
1: Which is crazy and that's not even the extent of it. So some of the soldiers start flying away and then her wolves become hawks hit the soldiers drenching them with water and then Fera clenches her fist and the water covering their win- wings turns to ice. So they
0: can't fly. Their wings freeze and they fall and die. It's so crazy. So I just need to like spell this out again. Water wolf Chasing adder-like creature, <laughs> adder is like, oh shit, I'm flying away. Water wolf turns into eagle, or whatever, to go after it flying away. Drenches it, it, drenches its wings in water, and then Feyre turns that that water eagle thing into ice. So then they just drop to the ground and shatter, and mm-hmm. die like what it's that so smart sick. that is sick
1: <laughs> it's so smart
0: okay so i just recapped the exact same thing as you but like i needed that really to sink in for people because it's fucking no cool. i'm i'm glad you did it's and it's, no one else can do that because no one else has both of those powers
1: yeah and favorite things she doesn't add value she's adding the most value I know. She's, I know. And she's doing it in like the coolest way, you know? And like, mm-hmm. she's just got, she has a very nice fighting aesthetic with her water wolves and her like
0: different things. I can't wait to see this like in a shower movie. Like, it's going to be so cool.
1: It is going to be cool. Unfortunately, Feyre sees that some soldiers are getting away. One of them being the adder. And she's like, hell no Mm -hmm. she is obviously so pissed like seeing valerius get attacked and then also seeing the artist quarter get attacked and then also seeing the queen die and like her nemesis adder be there she's so 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 mad and at this moment she also finally hears reese who must be back in valerius in her head asking like where are you where are you and she doesn't respond. And he's like, Feyre, where are you? Like yelling at her. And she knows he obviously wants to find her. Obviously must be freaking out about where she is. wants to, want, Wanting to make sure that she's out of harm's way. But Feyre just says, I'm exactly where I need to be. And then she winnows into the sky. And that's the end of chapter 58
0: dun 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 revenge sweet sweet revenge if they had titled the the chapters that's the title of chapter 59
1: sweet sweet revenge sweet, yeah she's so revenge. she's so badass here she's so badass here um should i just get into it or do you have any yeah. comments on that piece
0: no i i said them all
1: okay so chapter 59 starts with Feyre winnowing into the sky Reese is still yelling at her like Feyre Feyre but she fully shields blocks him out because she's so focused on the adder she's like this bitch is mine (laughs) and then so obviously Reese is back in the city he's of course absolutely lethal he's just this also is pretty dope he's just spreading darkness and where the darkness goes soldiers just die
0: okay so that reminds me of this the smoke in hunger games in the second one yep that were like burns him or whatever um but then also i loved that part because she didn't see reese yet but from the sky she like sees the black smoke like coming through the city and she's like there's my mate he's here
1: (laughs) She's like my man, death incarnate. That's mine. And,
0: yeah, and and I feel like seeing the black smoke also like like made her feel like even more powerful. She's like Reese is here now. I'm taking this motherfucker down. That or- yeah, something about him just spreading darkness throughout the city, and like
1: the, the darkness covers people, and the bad people die, the good people live. It's just so cool. <laughs> it's so cool so yeah so Feyre sees that she's winnowing she winnows herself on top of the adder like adder has been flying away flapping flapping away and she just lands on it and as she like on it's back yeah as she lands on it she grabs a poison arrow which I don't know where she got that from and plunges it into the main muscle of the adder's wing
0: mm-hmm. she does it in so both the, of the wings
1: both of the wings i i don't know if it actually said this but i imagine her like stabbing it and then like dragging it like, down, oh, like absolutely yeah. shredding them yeah <laughs> so the adder starts screaming and the adder and also Pharaoh start obviously falling from the sky and then Fey- Feyre grabs her dagger, and she goes, this is for Reese, and then stabs it into the adder's ribcage. Then she says, this is for Claire. Shout out to Claire. Shout Vengeance. out, Claire. This is for Claire. Stabs the adder again, and she's doing this as they're rapidly falling to the ground. They are
0: plummeting. You are stressed that they are about to... I was like, I knew this wasn't going to happen because, like, obviously there's more books. But I was like, is there a world where, like, Feyre's, like, still in a dark place and she's like, I'm dying with this. This is my dying wish. And they just, like, splat on the ground. She did say
1: in her head, she was like, if this is how I go down, fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... She says, this is for Claire, stabs the adder. They're super close to the ground. Feyre says, this is for me, stabs him a third time. And as they are close enough to the ground where Feyre can see her reflection in the blood on the ground, she whispers into the adder's ear, I'll see you in hell. And then she winnows away and hears the crack and splatter of its body. Just flattening against the ground
0: the fact that I like have the biggest smile on my face as you recap this like horrible scene
1: (laughs) grinning ear to ear
0: I'm like I'll see you in hell hell yes hell yes I love that line so much so much I do
1: too Um, I do too
0: iconic iconic behavior
1: yeah damn Feyre this was just really good it was also really, like, for someone who hasn't winnowed that much, she was putting a lot of trust in the fact that she could, you know, just, like, do this. And it's really awesome whenever she has those moments
0: of just totally owning her power. She can really just do anything when she has anger behind it.
1: Yeah, she really can. She really can. Um. So, yeah, so she sees the outer die, which, you know, is... Awesome, and then and then Reese's darkness hits where Feyre is, and she feels a hand on her face, and Reese is there, and all around them, people are crying, people are kneeling on the ground, but like from the darkness, especially that Reese was spreading, like and Cassie and Azriel Amran, Amran, all the soldiers are are gone, it's over, no one's screaming. Battles done. Which is actually crazy considering that it just took Reese, Cassian, Azriel, Amran, and like kind of favorite but she didn't kill that many people. Yeah. Um, to take out what sounded like hundreds, if not thousands, of soldiers.
0: Yeah. Really Powerful quickly. As fuck I'm really curious about like what powers the King of Hibern has. Like why I mean, yeah, they really took them all out. If this is how the war is going to be. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just felt like they had numbers with the, all those
1: adders, but none of them had special powers or anything. You know what I mean? Like, no. and, and Amorin can just point at people and they die. So she could just be like, boom, 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 boom. Reese can spread mass deadly fog. It's just, you know, they didn't stand a chance. Easy, They didn't stand a chance. And Reese I mean they did said, wreak devastation on Valeris. Right. Right. But only for like ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> could have been worse. Um so Reese says, Fahrer curse breaker, the defender of the rainbow and the last line of the chapter is And even as his city wailed, the High Lord of the Night Court held me until I could at last, face this blood-drenched new world. And that's the end of this of this
0: episode. Defender of the Rainbow is, like, a tough name.
1: <laughs> Curse Breaker's a lot better.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, anytime she does, like, one thing in battle, her name's just going to get longer and longer. It's, like... Curse breaker, defender of the rainbow. Like, what about poor Cassian? He's just still Cassian. He, like, leads all the armies.
1: Murderer of of the adder. Yeah. Creator of the water wolves.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's really, like, when she has, like, little... I mean, this wasn't a little victory, but it's just, like, giving... It's like giving her a trophy for every small victory. It's like, what about Azriel? What about Cassian? What about Amryn? Right. She really pointed right. out all of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Like again, favorite probably killed like sounded like maybe twenty to thirty. But um which is helpful. And she did it in a very badass way, but you know, Cassian, Azrael and Reese and Amran really took the Took the bulk. just but favorite, you know, know, defender of the rainbow.
0: The, the name's just funny. He's like, Yeah, curse breaker, defender of the rainbow. <laughs> I'm like, I <laughs> couldn't help but <a> giggle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, how do you think Reese is gonna react to this
0: turn of events? He's probably gonna go sit on the roof and be sad <laughs> and blame himself. He was so <laughs> stupid. He made a mistake. You know, classic. I know these guys too well. And then favor will just well. flirt
1: with him. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe she'll be actually agree with him this time. Because I mean, it is kind of his fault. She tried to not get tell the uh, queens.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't
0: know what he was supposed to do, but it it sucks. It sucks. They should go back to the bone carver and ask it if the queens are in cahoots with I- Highburn. Yeah, or Feyre could have asked the cereal. Yeah, better. Let's do that.
1: Yeah, they're like best friends with the cereal. Like, just you know, <laughs> be like, what do we have to do
0: to how get do the queens we win on our the side, war? or
1: can we? How
0: <laughs> yeah, how do we, do we win the, the war? war? <laughs>
1: Where where's Highburn right now? Where can we just go pew and kill him? You know what I mean? Like. There's just, they just need to, like, take the cereal with them everywhere and they would, they would be fine.
0: You know, and the cereal loves though. Wasn't it, wasn't it the cereal, sur- or wasn't it Sand who said that he tried to catch the cereal, like, three times? And failed? And, yeah. And Tamlin also made it sound super
1: hard. It's just not, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Feyre has no problem.
1: Yeah, um. Yeah. So Risa said that Tamlin said that, and that's just so bizarre because Feyre is just always with that cereal. Just you know,
0: <laughs> bring her back. Yeah, she's the a first way time better cereal. She she's a way better spy spy master than Azriel. <laughs> literally,
1: literally. Um, the first time she got the cereal, I feel like she didn't even ask any important questions. She was just like, "Am I able to go home?" And it was like, stay is with the high any, lord.
0: Is there any way out of this treaty? Yeah. You're asking the wrong, que- the wrong questions, honey. The treaty's not even real. <laughs> Rem- yeah. Remember how bad she used to be at asking questions? So bad. So bad. But she learned from that experience through her trials. She did. She really <laughs> did
1: um okay any other comments Sadie on these action-packed chapters before we close
0: no but I loved it like I can't believe I really missed the action you know I was getting a little frustrated yeah. with all the action because I w- I just wanted Reese and Feyre to be together but like this was so refreshing and exciting to read so I'm excited to get back into it well I can promise you that the from now until the end of the book, there's a lot, obviously a
1: lot of plot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my fault, but I am leaving you on a cliffhanger next time. There's There was no way around it. Um, I'm really excited for you to read this next chunk, though. <laughs> I'm really excited.
0: Okay, I'm excited, too. Um, we'll have to figure out when we're recording next, because if there's a cliffhanger, I'm going to have to wait until right before we yeah. record, because you can't live in that kind of anxiety day to day, you know?
1: Especially yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 chat. But it's really good. Um <laughs> I you I can't wait to hear a reaction. Um so for our listeners, our next chunk of chapters are 60 through 64. So that's actually a pretty big chunk,
0: but it's the semifinals, and it is our semifinals. <laughs> <laughs> it is. This is crazy. This has been a longer, a quite, quite a bit longer season, uh, longer. Book, but we we're season. making it. Yeah,
1: we're making our way, and um, what a semifinal it will be! I can't
0: cool. wait. Ooh, I can't wait.
1: But yeah, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic. Follow us on TikTok at Gals on Topic. Follow, subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Leave a comment. Tell a friend. And join us next episode for chapters 60
0: through 64. Can't wait. See you then.
1: Bye, guys.
0: we we'll